0: Hey everyone, this is a Faithfully Radical Podcast, where we're going to teach and equip families on the authority of God's Word. Let's get to it! Hey folks, how's everyone doing? It's good to be back here with you on a Faithfully Radical Podcast. This is Timothy Carey, founder and CEO of Faithfully Radical Ministries. Uh, Super excited! We're sitting down for our first real episode of a Faithfully Radical Podcast. It's super awesome. I'm super pumped. Hope you all are having a good start to the year 2019. It's super exciting looking ahead at what all God has done and is going to do this coming year. Um, Well, let's get right in. We started talking about some of the hardest things that there is to do uh, as parents and families with multiple kids and multiple events uh, in everyday life, and that's really getting down to family study and devotions. We all want to teach our kids about the Bible. We want to teach them that Christ is their Lord and Savior. And sometimes we get really caught up in sports and school activities and hobbies and clubs. And so with work and all that thrown into it, how do we make it all work? Outside of that, sometimes you're in a tough situation. Like I described before, at the beginning of my marriage and raising my kids and stuff, I really didn't even know what to do or what it all meant or what I should be going through each day. So sometimes it's nice to have some practical aspects, some uh, good reasoning and solid follow-through behind your Bible study, behind studying the Word of God and, and taking it in as the authority of, of God's Word, the authority of Scripture. So what I really wanted to do was take a look at uh, family devotions and Bible study from a biblical perspective. What does the Bible have to say about this? And how do I get my spouse and kids or, you know, even how do I get more into it myself? How do I get that passion for it in me and in my family? So let's go ahead and take a look here um, at what the Bible has to say. I think to start with, we really need to understand the reason behind it. Why do we want to do this? Why are we going to do this? Why study the Bible? What's the point? So let's dive into that. I want to start in the book of the book 2 Timothy, uh, chapter 3, verses 14 to 17. It says, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you have learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So there's obviously a lot we can kind of break down there and we can see why we can start to see why it is important for us to look at study. Uh, right there in 15, it says, are able to make you wise for salvation. It's talking about the sacred writings, these God-breathed words. And so we know that through our faith and belief in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, he is our salvation. And these writings are what teach us about that, what make us wise to it, what give us gives us the knowledge about that. Uh, And then you look at verse 16, which pretty much becomes our entire baseline for why we're doing this. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. I mean, that's just like, boom, right there in your face. That's why um, the word of God is our starting point. It's our basis. It's our foundation. And this is one of the best verses to really describe that. Um, you have what it covers, what it's profitable for, and it covers all of life. I mean, that's basically what it's saying here. For teaching, for approved, for correction, for training in righteousness. It's the only thing, the authority that is going to help you. That's going to get you on that path. That's going to teach you how to be A follower of Jesus Christ. Uh, From his story from creation all the way to the cross, and then what the church did after that. All of it is there for your instruction. And I think so many of us can struggle with our purpose in life. Why does God do the things he does? How are we to know what God wants for us? And Again, we have it right there in Scripture. If you look at Romans 12, verse 2, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Well, how do we discern what the will of God is, and how are we to know? Daily Bible study. It's the only way we're going to know what his will for us is, is if we constantly are renewing our mind and putting everything through the test, through the field, through this lens of scripture. We can test everything in our day-to-day life, in our big picture, small picture lives against scripture. And that's how we know what the will of God is, what is acceptable and perfect. Um, and also why study the Bible? We're commanded to it. If you look at Joshua 1:8, the first part of that says the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written. The Bible's going to lead us into a rich and full relationship with Christ and the Father. We are going to be closer to God. We are going to know Jesus even further by meditating on his word day and night. Day and night, so that we may be careful to do according to what is written. We're meant to do what the Bible tells us to do. It's there for our instruction. Now, it's not just a hand manual or a handbook or a manual, but it does have practicality in our life. Once we see God's almost personality from the start of creation all the way through to Revelation— you can really test anything against that and see, well, what is he saying here? What does he want for our lives? What was he trying to tell these people? Back in the Old Testament, when he's talking to the Israelites, all the way through to Christ being with his disciples in the early church in Acts and Paul's letters, we can see where God is guiding us. And that's why it's super important to take those words and put them in your heart. I think the next thing we really need to do is to make sure that the Bible is important to us, that it's this centrality for us. But really, how do we make it feel important and to prioritize it? I think it's really difficult today, and especially in our culture. I think this is the most difficult thing. I really do. I think people um, get so caught up in work and in uh, other stuff with their children and in sports that Our culture pushes all of that. So that's what's in our heads all the time. But the thing is, fitting Bible study and fitting uh, times of worship and fitting devotional time, meditation time into your schedule just isn't enough. It simply isn't. Really, how we should be living is how the early church was was living. Everything else should really fit around your study of the word. Uh, I mean, we go back to where jobs were more tent maker positions for the early Christians and stuff where they were only using it to even support their own individual ministry. Um, And so we look at that and we see that our lives are so job-centered, sports-centered, hobby-centered, but what about Christ-centered? Why are we following these other things? You know, we make it, we make the time to sit down and watch the college basketball game or watch the football game or, you know, we we pick up that extra shift at work, you know, when we're already running super tight or we stay late even though we are planning on being home and doing all this stuff, well, you can see where then the priorities lie and all of that stuff should actually be fitting around your study of God's word. When the most important thing in our lives is our relationship with Christ, is our salvation, where we're ending up and why we're ending up there and what that means for us on earth. You start to see how, no, maybe I'm not going to be the CEO of this company in heaven. You know, Maybe I'm not going to be head of managing here or this here because it's just not going to last. They're meant to supplement your own personal ministry and like I said before our ministry starts and sometimes for a lot of us really our focus of it is in our home but how are you going to teach your kids about Jesus Christ how are you going to men lead your wives in in the way that you should or women who are trying to pull their husbands along in this walk how how are you going to make that real and relevant to them well it's it's just that way it's getting through that this is our ultimate salvation this is what we need you know we we make sure that we're constantly checking our phones for the sports scores or for the new video games coming out or for the next piece of you know whichever news you follow all of that is actually secondary it's secondary to what's gonna be eternal Where's your eternal treasure lie? That's, that's where your heart is. If it's in the stuff of this world, if it's in your career, your position, if it's even in your spouse and your kids, that's going to end. That's all going to fall away. It's so critical that we make it about Jesus. I want to take a look at the book of Ephesians. Let's go to chapter 6, verses 11 and 12. That's where it really starts talking about the armor of God. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. That's so much of what we need to realize when we're missing out on our Bible studies or our meditations or our prayer times or our worship times. Usually it's because we're watching another episode of this show because, you know, the bears are playing that day because I'm going golfing after that. And I just really can't make it work. And, you know, the truth is that's what the enemy wants The enemy wants you to be comfortable. He wants you to be settled in your very nice house with your multiple cars and not out in the world, not out in the world making disciples or preaching the good news. He wants you sitting there enjoying those TV shows and enjoying those multiple golf games and enjoying watching every football game of the season. Now, I'm not trying to say that these things are inherently bad at all. That's not at all what I'm saying. I mean, once you really get to know me, you'll see how far I'm into superheroes and Doctor Who. I could talk about that. I can make a whole other podcast about that kind of stuff. But the trick is not to make it idolatrous. When we're passing up on studying the Word of God, when we're skipping it for the day or... Uh, you know, I missed my prayer time, but I'll catch it tomorrow. Or I didn't listen to any worship today. I really was just checking out like top 40 all day and maybe singing some things and thinking about things that I really shouldn't have been. You know, that's the time where you kind of need to sit back and go, okay, maybe I'm I'm taking it a little far here. Maybe I'm kind of missing the point of this other side of things. And really, when we actually study the word of God and get deep in it every day and we let that stuff rest in our hearts, when we meditate on it, when we think about it, that's when you're really going to see that you're more equipped for everyday disciple living, being an actual follower of Jesus Christ, not just a fan of Jesus Christ, as Guy Eidelman would say. Um, so... Looking at those, those are kind of the reasons why we want to do family study and devotions. And I think a lot of families find it so difficult because there is that conflict of interest that we don't always realize. I mean, I, I would definitely strongly suggest that no one is doing this intentionally. No one's saying, "I'm oh, I'm a follower of Jesus, but I'm not there's no reason for me to ever study his word or anything like that, or I'm going to watch these smutty shows, whatever it is. No one's sitting around doing that. We actually get just get a little complacent, you know, and we let the culture in so far that the next episode of The Real Housewives of Atlanta is a little bit more interesting to us than studying the book of Isaiah, you know, or <laughs> seeing our origins in Genesis or just, you know, letting these documentary programs on whatever channel are actually a little bit more interesting than studying our history according to the Bible. And that's kind of where we can walk in these slippery slopes. So we really have to make sure that we're prioritizing this and making it feel important. I mean, make no mistake, the Bible speaks multiple times about studying the word of the Lord, keeping the word of the Lord safe in your heart. We're told that that he was the word and the word was with him from the beginning. I mean, Christ, your salvation is who breathed out these words from Genesis to revelation. It's all a story of God and his redemption. And we need to understand that. So let's look at a little bit of application. Now, now that we have a little bit better understanding of why we're going to do this. Okay. Let's get to the, how, what does that even look like? Um, Really, I just kind of want to go over a few resources with you that have been really great for me and my family. Um, And then we'll kind of talk a little bit about more stuff after that. But at first, I know how tricky it can be. And although, you know, I might normally say, come on, take care of it, you know, but really that's difficult. Sometimes we don't get it. Sometimes our spouses don't get it. Sometimes our children don't get it. And so it's really easy to kind of... It's really it's going to be a lot easier if we can kind of look at some of these resources and say, okay, this is spurring me on. This is helping me. So let's take a look at some of these. One of the easiest things really to start with is even looking at some things like a verse of the day. Um, there's multiple apps and devotionals that do this. You got it on the YouVersion Bible app. Our Daily Bread does it. But to kind of think about starting small and what can you do... Uh, just kind of to begin and to kind of start hiding these words of your king in your heart. That's one of the easiest ways to do it. You can download one of these apps. It obviously takes a few minutes to read, or not even that, to read the one verse, a few seconds. And you can think and meditate over it, read it over throughout the day, but it's definitely one of those easier things to kind of spur yourself, to get yourself going. And especially using one of those apps, I mean, they're going to pick it for you and they're going to decide... Uh, what the verses are. So, I mean, it even makes it easier there. You don't got to figure out what's a better verse to look at or what's not, you know? I mean, so that kind of makes it easy. And I would recommend, you know, just start reading them and reading them together as a family, getting your spouse to do it and um, reading it to your kids and then really praying over it. Like, Lord, reveal this to my heart. Reveal your truth to me. What were you saying here? And what does it mean for my life? The other, some other resources I would really recommend that have really helped us is um, even a catechism. Uh, catechisms have been around for a long time, and the one that I'm currently using for me and my family is the New City Catechism, and it's awesome. It's got a, the, you go through a page a week, which has a, a question, an answer, and a verse. Um, and then also some prayer and commentary to go along with it. With that one, with the New City Catechism, it's got an app with it. It's got the book. So you can really go through it. But it's really nice because they do one page a week uh, throughout the whole year. And it's been great. I, I read through some of it with my family. I put it up on our whiteboard in our dining room, the question, the answer, and the verse. And then we s- just study that the whole week, you know um go through the question the kids start learning the answer the kids start memorizing the bible verse so do so do i you know and going through the prayer after that so that's another great one and really a big one that I, I don't know it seems to me like a lot of people don't necessarily think about you know i catch a lot of people not really doing this but i know it helped a lot with us and even our younger kids you know who are going on 3 and 2 They picked it up and they have their own prayer pattern now even, but is just praying at every meal, every meal that you're present with your family and even the ones you're not with yourself, sit down and pray over it. Thank the Lord for blessing you with that food. Ask the Lord to bless the hands that made it and really ask him to use that food to nourish your body so that you may serve him. And doing these kind of things will really spur you. Over time, it starts to change your heart. And you want to know more about God's word. You want to study it and read it. And just these little things can really get you going. But the nice thing about them is you don't overwhelm your family, right? You don't like overwhelm your family or yourself. Sometimes it's really tough to change these habits, to change these patterns. Sometimes there's resistance. So really, just starting small is a good way not to overwhelm your family. Um, another resource we used a lot that has really been instrumental uh, with both me and my daughter, uh, and she's a little bit older; she's eight, going on nine. But what is a book called Theology, and it's it's technically a children's book, but it it's super helpful even to adults who haven't really started studying these types of things before. It's a little bit longer, you know, we, we usually do a page a night or so, and we've been going through it for a while now. I forget exactly how many pages it is, but it takes these theological ideas, um, a wide variety of them over who God is, what heaven is, what angels are, and really breaks them down into these simple pages that even a child can understand, but the nice thing is is that it's a dual role, really you're sitting there, and while you're teaching your child the wider application and simplistic the basics of the and the simple basics of theology, you're really teaching yourself them as them as well, so it kind of sets up this basis this foundation for you to um get more of what's behind. The word of god you know what uh, what are these bigger ideas um what is heaven like what is god like what are angels like and so it's just a really great resource too and but and while you want to start there you don't want to settle there obviously um you don't want to keep it simple for long uh, as we saw in the earlier passages we looked over it's imperative that we do this. It's imperative that we lead our families to this. So you want to keep working up. Um, as you're using the small initial applications, I want to suggest to you that you start focusing on what what I'm saying is the chain through the family. So that's going to be solo to couples to family. What you need to do is make sure that first and foremost, you are working on yourself. You're building up these uh, spiritual disciplines that are going to lead you to a stronger understanding and equip you further in the word of God. You want to make sure you're waking up and and doing your prayers and studying your Bible and taking care of devotions, What whatever it is that you a- end up doing. You want to make sure that you keep working on it, though, that you— that the word of God and that thoughts about God and prayer to God and worship to God start to consume your life. The truth is that that's the most important thing and that's what matters. And the other side of that is you're not going to be able to teach your wife or your husband or your kids or anything like that. If you don't have a firm basis yourself. And that was something I really had to learn. Um, So, you really want to make sure you're working on yourself. But then the next part of that is you need to be working on it with your spouse. There's that great uh, picture that kind of floats around online. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but it's a triangle. The top point is God and the bottom two points are husband and wife. And the closer they get to God, the closer they get to each other. And that's just the truth. Our marriages should represent these servanthood mentalities, and um, we need to be working with our spouse. We need to take the one flesh and the one body seriously. Their spiritual health is just as imperative to your life as your own is. So it's really important that you start then working on doing Bible studies with your spouse, going through these verses, praying for your spouse, praying with your spouse. Um, There's multiple ministries out there that put out devotionals for couples to do together. And then from that, you're more equipped and you're better set up to lead your family. And it's really important. Bible studies and uh, devotionals are really important for this Because it's how you're going to lead your kids. It's how you're going to lead your spouse. The truth is that this is our bigger application. And we see a lot of the time children can fall through the cracks as they grow older because while it's nice learning these stories and stuff, there's not actually a foundation because while mom and dad went to church on Sunday, well, you know, the other six days that week were basically about money or about discipline or they kind of taught me the legalistic fundamentalist idea of what it was. But you lose that studying word of God, love of Christ side of things, you know, you you can miss it so you need to train up yourself and your spouse and then together train up your children it's important to work diligently on Bible studies, daily devotionals. Find ones that work for you. I mean, there's daily devotionals that are going to be magazines, they make books of them. There's resources out there for everyone. And we're going to put the resources I talked about and certain recommendations I'm going to toss in the show notes. So, I'm not going to leave you high and dry if you're wondering kind of what to look for. I'm not going to put everything I can think of in there just to save space, but Will uh, put a, a broad idea of what w- might help certain people, and you can kind of go from there. Um, there's study Bibles out there where, if you start reading through it, it actually has commentary notes uh, in the bottom or in the margins that are going to help you through it. Uh, some of you may have used those before, some of you may have not. Um, and the daily devotionals, like the magazines or the books, they can be super helpful. You know, I go, I use um, a magazine. Uh, called Table Talk for Certain Daily Devotionals. And I go through every morning and every evening with Charles Spurgeon. And those are two very different ones just to give you an idea. So like my my magazine um, goes through books of the Bible over long periods of time, a couple verses a day. And then they kind of build off of that. And uh, the Spurgeon one is great. There's a, there's a Bible verse he goes over and then he kind of gives you some encouragement and some practical know-how for that and they're just great you can get sucked into them and that's wonderful i mean they can be as little as like a minute or two a day and you're getting into the word of god that's going to lead you into the bigger studies you know like you do still need to get there it is important Um, and so that's why it's critical that we take care of that and you want to make sure that you're not just talking to your kids about this or making sure you get on your spouse about it. Do it yourself. Figure out what works best for you. Don't put it off. Don't make excuses. Don't don't let work push it out or sports. This is the most important thing. Those things should all be worked about around that. And when you're, when your spouses or your families, your children see you working so hard on it, you're showing them Jesus, you're showing them what these, um, what the truth is, and why it's important, and that it is important, that it's so important that you're taking the time to do it. If you're just saying, "Well, we should go through this," or "Oh, you know, Bobby, did you go through your Bible verse today for Iwana?" Because I'm not, a, you know, whatever. They they see that. I, I mean, kids see that so easily. They can see right through you. And if you're making them do whatever, and they're saying you have no spiritual discipline whatsoever. Well, I mean, why would they grow up and do it? You know, it's important to think about that stuff. So, there's a couple more things I just want to touch on real quick. But I, I just felt really compelled to kind of say them. You know, um, but resources can be super great, and so can like supplemental studies and listening to commentaries. And I, once you start building up, you're going to start seeing more and more of these things. But the truth is, it's super important to go straight from biblical text also. It's wonderful to listen about how Jesus is wonderful and you're supposed to love and all this stuff. You can get caught up in all these books and all these devotionals and stuff about that. But the truth is, we need to know the biblical text. What's the authority on our word on our life is the word of God. So it's super important to stick with biblical text. If you're doing... Other studies outside of that, that's wonderful, but make sure that you're spending the majority of your time actually getting biblical text, getting uh, actual scripture verses in your life. Um, there's a great Charles Spurgeon quote, an old theologian, It says, Visit many books, but live in the Bible. And that's just so true. We need to find ourselves living in the Bible. Um, the other thing I want to say, especially dealing with our children, um, is kind of it really helps going with biblical verses and getting deep into them, telling them why you believe the way you do. Because we really want to keep things from feeling like fairy tales. You see a lot of kids getting older and they're young adults in twenties, and they're leaving the church, and a lot of these reasons are because. A lot of times they know the stories and that's it. They feel like fairy tales. You know, they know Joseph and his colorful coat and they know Noah's floating zoo. And, you know, they know Christ died for our sins, but there's not really, what does that actually mean? You know, we don't get into the meat and potatoes of everything with them a lot of the time. And there's certainly some things you you don't want to do that for. You don't want to start talking to your five-year-old about how John the Baptist was beheaded and served his head on the silver platter but what you do want to do is make sure that they know the reasons behind things the reason for Noah's flood was because of sin and it was tragic it wasn't this funny cartoony type deal you know Christ did die for our sins and it's not something to just overpass he suffered he was beaten he was he was destroyed to save us from our sins and so there's so much out there. There's so many children's book that love to cartoonize it or make it animated, you know. And then you have Veggie Tales and stuff. And it can just, over time, it can make it feel so fake. And not that those don't have their place. I mean, I'm I turn on Veggie Tales for my kids and stuff. But it's important that then you teach them, okay. But this is what that that story that cartoon was referencing. This is the true story, and this is why it's that. And so now you can kind of see where you need to equip yourself so that you have those answers whether it be from your spouse or your children. Um and then I think really lastly what we need to understand about doing family Bible studies and devotions is the point. Like why are we spending the time to do this? So I want to shoot into the book of James chapter 1 verse 22. And it says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. I'm going to let that sink in for a second. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. It's critical to understand this. We really weren't called to just settle in and hunker down and get comfy. We weren't. Um. We live in a culture where it's becoming more and more common to be Sunday churchgoers and six days a week secularists. It's, are you even fine to the extreme of that? You know, the Easter, Chris, uh, Christmas, uh, whatever uh, church going people that, that just don't feel like they need to go deeper than that. They they have a relationship with Jesus and that's just fine. It doesn't need to go beyond that. He died for our sins anyway, so it's, it's covered. I'm fine. Yeah, that's just not the truth. Uh, Christ, Christ was a devoted teacher of the word. He preached the Old Testament uh, left and right. And he made sure that the disciples knew. And we go through and we study these Bible verses about these entire chapters even that are about why you're supposed to live in God's word. How important it is on your life. Um And kind of just when you, when you go to church on a Sunday and you're not doing any spiritual disciplines, meditation on the word, studying the word, prayer over the word, you just get comfy. You come home and you watch TV and everything's fine. You're sitting in your house for 30 years. You have your 401k. You're going to retire. You know, you have a relationship with God. Why do you need to study that? Well, because none of that's actually biblical, you know? Um There's nowhere in the Bible that Christ tells us we're going to be getting our blessings as physical blessings. That a bigger house and nicer cars are the way He's treating us. You know, we're called to go and make disciples of all nations. That's He says that directly in Matthew 19, and that's not vague. That's not for a certain people. You know, you hear people sometimes say, "Well, you know, not everyone was called to mission work, or you know, people have their strengths." Well. Christ would disagree. He told people to go and make disciples of all nations. How are you really going to do that if you have no idea what the word of God says? If you have no idea what to tell people about this Jesus you're supposedly following? It becomes critical. And the second part of that is, we were also told to look after orphans and widows and keep ourselves from being polluted by the world. That's in James 1, Verse 27. And that is another way that you see this. I mean, we're called not to be polluted by the world. Well, when we skip our Bible studies or we don't get into it or we think we're fine without it because whatever, we're watching the next episode of the show or we can't put down this next book, whatever books are out nowadays or, you know, whatever it is we're called by christ himself who we follow who we are disciples of we call ourselves christians well we're called to go and tell everyone about jesus we're told to study the word for these answers and that's really why this is so important so just to kind of recap that because we went a lot of over why, a lot over why and Uh, I just want to make sure we understand even the how, you know, and I think it's important that we start small with our application. Start studying those verses each day. Maybe get into a catechism. Get into prayer. Pray with your family every time you think about it, but especially start at mealtimes. And then you also just want to make sure you're working your way up. Follow through that chain of the family. Make sure you yourself are okay and getting there and working on it and you're diligent about it. And then share that with your spouse. Get into it with your spouse. Get into a devotion with your spouse or a book study. And then as you learn more and study more and guide your family more, your children are going to see that. And you can start talking to them about these Bible stories. You know, what does it mean? Why did it happen? Why did God do this? Why are we living in a fallen world? And why did we need Christ as our redemption and Savior? Guys, yeah, that was a lot. That was a little heavy. Um, I hope that it's helpful to you, really. You know, I had had to spend a lot of time kind of on my own at the beginning of my walk with Jesus. How do I lead my family? How do I guide them? Um, I didn't really have any mentors there for me. I didn't really have people guiding me or talking to me about it. And so that's kind of one of the reasons that it was so important for us as a team to cover this first because we know how difficult it can be. All right, guys. I think that's going to wrap it up for us today. Thanks for being with me. I love you guys. I'm going to pray for you. Please pray for me. And uh, praise and glory to the Father alone.